Welcome to another episode of She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast. I am in a very good mood. I've just downed a cup of coffee and it's my birthday. Woohoo! I'm at Cartgate Picnic Area right now, which is just off the A303. It is my favourite place to come. (laughs) I just love it. I get so excited to come here. This is my first official day living in my van. As I told you in the last episode, my van did pass its MOT, so it was like, okay, brilliant. Now that's done, I definitely will be moving in, and it just feels like the perfect time for me to do this. I'm absolutely delighted. The problems that I felt were issues or whatever before, they're not as big as I thought they would be, and I just think it's a better way of life, to be honest now. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future brings now I've made this choice. I do still have my room. Um, It's definitely a bit of a crutch, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell my bed. So I do have the room, but I can't be tempted to go back and and sleep there because there won't be anything to sleep on. (laughs) That's the one way I can kind of work, work out what I can do to like keep myself in the van, like even when I'm feeling like I can't do it or you know if it feels tough or whatever I'm gonna have to do it instead of like run back to the room it's really nice to record this actually because this is quite a special moment for me um and my new life yeah super exciting and it's really cool because like I kind of envisioned that at some point in the future I was really hoping that I would be having this conversation and talking about this so yeah it's oh yeah amazing Thank you so much to everyone that's written to me with your questions. I love hearing from you guys and I love hearing about your lives and what you're doing, whether you're in a van or whether you're looking to get a van. So if you would like to write to me, it's she'satthewheel at gmail.com. And obviously I had a really amazing giveaway a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. There will be more giveaways. So you can go to my Instagram, which is she's at the wheel podcast. You can also go to she's at the wheel.com if you want to see what it looks like when a 36 year old woman tries to build a website. And that has a little bit of information about events over the summer that I'm going to be at. It's just starting to get going now, but I am going to be holding some all-female van life meetups. It's going to be like a proper community-led experience that I want to make as good as possible. So if there's anyone out there who feels like they would like to dedicate some time to creating a really nice space for women van lifers to get together then please do get in touch with me. I've got some more van life questions here. Let's go ahead and read them. First question. Hi Kat, big fan of the podcast. I love listening and wishing you continued success with it. My question is, does living in a van have any negative effect on your mental health? And if so, how do you deal with it? And that's from Jane. Yeah, so I've come on a bit of a journey with it because this time last year, I was in a situation where I was forced 
to stay in my van for two weeks while I was looking for somewhere to live and I didn't enjoy it and I felt like it probably did affect my mental health. Looking back, I can see that it wasn't really the van, it was more like the situation I was in. Everyone struggles with their mental health. I personally do get really down sometimes. Like there's times when I'm in my house that I just don't want to go outside and just want to like watch TV all day and just feel really miserable. But that doesn't happen in my van. Number one, I'm normally out somewhere anyway, or I'm looking through the window and I'm curious about what's going on outside. There's just something much more immediate about the outdoors when you're in the van. So it's like, I'll just go for a walk. The more that I do this lifestyle, the more I realise there's not really much difference. Once you've adjusted to the obvious changes, at the end of the day, you're still you. Whatever issues you might have, whether you're in a house or a van, it's just about how you deal with them. I personally get a lot of my mental health benefits from being outside. So for me, the van improves my mental health as it forces me outside. I know it is obviously stressful when things go wrong, like that hasn't happened to me yet. Touch wood, it won't happen. It'd be really interesting to hear um, what you guys think about that. Okay, next question. Dear Cat, She's at the Wheel is my favourite podcast and through listening, I actually bought my first camper van, a Citroen Relay, which I love. Now I have the van, I want to go out and do road trips, but I'm too scared. I keep worrying that I'll not be safe. What can I do to become braver and what safety tips do you have for a woman alone in a van? Well, I can definitely answer this one. Oh, sorry, and that one is from Kaylee. Kaylee, yes, I can definitely answer this one. Just push through the fear. The payoff and the high that you get from facing your fears is the best. Obviously, if you've listened to the early episodes of this podcast, you'll hear that I was an absolute quivering wreck. Like, I was so scared to be on my own out anywhere, and I was so paranoid all the time. (laughs) But now, I'll just go anywhere. As long as you're just sensible, there's no reason to be scared. I don't know if you've ever heard of Pam the Van. It's a YouTube channel. It's this girl, I can't remember her name now, but her tagline is, let your fear be your fuel. When you push towards your fear, you will realize how brave and strong you are but you've got to take a leap of faith and push through it. Also trust that you will become braver. Start out on a campsite, see how it goes. You'll probably meet some people, might even make some new friends and it's like a nice safe environment. And if anything goes wrong, you can go to reception or you can call someone that works there. The other thing that I always do, which I actually love about smartphones, is that it's so easy to pin your location and send it to someone. So I always do that. I have an assigned couple of people every time I'm out in the van I'll just ping them over where I am for the night and it really helps me just feel safer that someone knows where I am. Maybe you could join some Facebook groups for women in vans. I really like Girly Van Life UK and there's another one called Camper Chicks Going Solo. I was in women with camper vans but I got banned and I don't really know why. But I hear it's a good group anyway. So yeah, I would do that. At the same time, be aware of your self-talk. It's too easy to become paranoid. Keep an eye out, but don't let it take over. It's, It's so rare that you would have an issue. But obviously, we are thinking of that as women, like because it is 
unsafe sometimes to just be in a female body like outside at night so of course you're going to feel a bit apprehensive but I think like the more you do it the safer you'll feel Uh, again if anyone out there's got any ideas please do get in touch and yeah go out there and enjoy your life push through the fear okay next question and this one is from Alex Okay, this is just one sentence. (laughs) It just says, what is the best way to heat your van, Alex? So I'm not an expert, okay, but like, I'm just going to tell you what I've heard. I'm going to talk about the three most common ways to heat your van. Number one, wood burner. The pros of a wood burner, I mean, what could be more romantic than sitting there and just hearing the fire crackling and stocking up more wood and being all toasty and warm? It just looks so lovely. There's nothing like it. A wood burner, you can cook on it. You could like put a kettle on top, boil the water. It doesn't use any battery power as well. So that's really good. If you've got, you don't have to worry about running out of power. The cons, I would say you're going to need somewhere in your van to keep wood. So if you're in a small space, you know, that can be an issue. Finding wood, storing wood, getting splinters all over the place. Obviously, it can be a bit smoky sometimes and it takes a while to heat up. The heat that you get off a wood burner is just so lovely. Like it's just, oh. Okay, next, diesel heater. So this is an electric diesel fueled heater. So the pros, you can get them really cheap. A lot of people get the Chinese diesel heater from all sorts of different places, like just like Amazon or eBay or whatever. That's what I've got in my van. I really like it. It does the job. It warms up the space really quickly. You can control the temperature. Normally they have some sort of temperature control on them. It doesn't use up too much battery. So you can have one running for quite a few hours and it's not going to make a massive dent in your battery power. It also doesn't use that much fuel. So I've never seen like a dramatic drop in my fuel levels after using a diesel heater. You can also, if you've been swimming, you can use it as a hairdryer, which is really good. Cons of the diesel heater, noisy from outside, so maybe not so good for like stealth parking because it does make a bit of a racket. Obviously, it does use fuel, not much though, and it doesn't work if you have no power. So the next one is a gas heater. So I'm talking about like a little portable gas heater here with like a gas bottle in it. So pros for this one, obviously it's portable and it really does warm up the space quickly. Cons with this one is they are notorious for causing condensation. So I heard for every kilogram of gas that you use, you produce a kilogram of moisture in the air. Okay, so that is a lot of moisture. And obviously in a van, that is the last thing you want. You don't want moisture. From what I've heard along the way, I would say don't go for a gas heater unless it's one that has an exhaust going outside. And I know someone that on a cold night they'll put on their gas heater that has an exhaust going out and they'll put it on the lowest setting and they said that it stops any condensation or any moisture so that's really good isn't it but you have to make sure that there's ventilation go for the wood burner for the looks and go for the diesel heater for the practicality okay so that's enough uh uneducated babbling about heaters um So my guests for this week are Callum and Tash. 
Callum and Tash quit the nine to five to live and travel in their van with their cat Rosie. They've traveled all over the place at this point in their van, but when I caught up with them, they just moved in. So they were full of excitement for the future and it was really lovely to hear that enthusiasm. They converted the van themselves and if you'd like to see more of the van, you can find them on Instagram and on YouTube as well. They also were actually on TV on Channel 4, which if you go to their Instagram page, there's links there to all the different things they've done. Their excitement for the future really rubbed off on me and it made me excited and inspired me and I really hope that it does the same for you. So without further ado, here is the interview with Callum and Tash. Callum and Tash, welcome to VFFs. Thank you so much for coming on. Hello, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Let's start right at the beginning. So how did you meet? So we've actually been together six years now. Yeah. We actually met through our friends. They met each other over like online dating. Tinder, standard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We would meet up with them and I would travel from... Yeah, Somerset to Dorset so that my friend could come see (laughs) Callum's friend. And eventually those two ended up breaking up and we just kept seeing each other, basically. Yeah, so I used to live with a mate. Uh, We lived together for a year and then we were throwing a Halloween party. My mate, who matched with a girl on Tinder, invited her to come to a Halloween party. And then she brought a friend who happened to be Tash. Uh, So that was Halloween. They broke up New Year's and we've been together ever since. Oh, brilliant. I do love a Halloween love story, I have to say. (laughs) I was a a zombie, I think. (laughs) What were you? I can't remember. Maybe a cat. (laughs) Yeah, it was a cat or a devil. It was one of them. (laughs) What van do you guys have? And what facilities do you have on board the van? Okay, so our van is a Citroen Relay. 2014. It's a long wheelbase high top. It's the 35 Enterprise model. So in our kitchen, we've got a fridge and cooker top. Yeah, we've got a, a Dometic CRE50 fridge. And then we've got a, we've also got the Dometic two burner stove. 86 litres of fresh water on board. And then we've got a 28 litre grey water tank. So we've got a, a tap fitted as well as, what's that sink? Um, it's like a farmhouse sink. We've got a Fiamma fan and then we've got obviously lights and we've got um, an LPG gas heater, a portable six cylinder LPG gas low tank fitted. Some A lot of people have a diesel heater. We've gone for the, for the LPG heater. We don't have a shower and we don't have a fitted toilet. But what we do have is a it's like a, a collapsible toilet for emergencies. It's it's basically a fishing toilet. It's like a the brand is to do with fishing. And that was recommended to us by Camper Dreaming. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. They're quite a big Instagram page. Which we actually haven't had to use yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been using a standard pee bottle, <laughs> which I'm certainly getting used to. Yeah. And there seems to be toilets everywhere. So we've been okay for that. Yeah, we're not ones to shy away from public toilets. We've got three 100 amp hour batteries that we've got solar panels connected to on the top of our van. And then we've also connected the the van vehicle battery 
to our leisure batteries. So that's uh, one of those uh, split charge relay chargers. So that charges leisure batteries whilst we're driving. And then, yeah, we've got like an L-shaped kitchen, a couple of drawers, a couple of cupboards, a couple of shelves. Then we've got um, a seating area. So it's just two seats, one for each of us. And then we've got our bed, which we've also got under bed storage. It's a super king bed. So it pulls out to make it a super king. So instead of it being out all the time, as that would be quite large, it's sort of like on a drawer system. So when we need to sort of extend the bed to sleep in it at night, we pull it out, put the cushions down and yeah, boom, super king bed in the van. That was that was our sort of like main thing when building the van. We wanted to build it around the bed because we had a super king in the house and we just couldn't think of going back to a regular <laughs> double, for example. And that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So I just want to go back to ask you about your LPG heater. How are you finding that then? I've never actually heard of that before. Um, how is that going? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so LPG is ridiculously cheap. We haven't used it every night. We just haven't needed to. Um, but when we have used it, you sort of turn it on. It blows cold air for a little bit and then it ignites and then starts blowing hot air. And I would say it heats up within less than two minutes. Yeah, we don't have to leave it on for very long at all. Just like five or ten minutes and then it's made it nice and warm in here. And in terms of like gas usage, I monitor like the gas bottle to see how much we're using of the Nusli on a daily basis. And that is obviously alongside our two burner stove because the gas feeds both the heater and the two burner stove. Since we've used it, we've only really used a th- not even a fifth of the gas. So I would say it's really efficient. And that only costs £10 to fill up? Yeah, the whole bottle, the whole bottle for the six kilogram cylinders, yeah, it's about ten fifty, I think. I saw like you've insulated you've insulated it so well. So I, I imagine it does like hold in the heat quite well. A lot of people are like opposed to using some of the insulation that we've used. So particularly like like the fiberglass, if there's a leak, it holds moisture, etc. But in terms of insulation, I think we're we've done a pretty good job. It doesn't really it doesn't get cold in there at all, does it? No. And I'm a very cold person <laughs> i feel the cold a lot and i would say that it definitely holds the heat in here you've got 84 liters of fresh water on board that's brilliant that must be really handy and um does that last you quite a long time obviously we're, we're fairly new to living in a van so we're still learning how to be as efficient as possible in particular yeah. with the water so i'd say what would you say 20 liters lasts about about five days at the moment yeah i don't know what that what's that like like relative to other people but it seems it seems quite quickly to me anyway but then you know we wash up and i suppose we do we do all sorts so i don't know obviously drinking water yeah it's it's not really a problem though because we've got three of them but i would say we use it quite quickly at the moment tell me about your fishing toilet so it's it's the bivy by carp life products limited it's basically a pop-up bucket toilet I've got sort of the, um, what do you call this? <laughs> Instruction <laughs> a, little, a little thing that comes with it anyway. So it's got some of the key highlights, like it's got, it's 150 kg weight tested, pops up, folds down in seconds, uh, includes like liner bags and absorbent powder. And yeah, it's great for fishing, camping, festivals, emergencies, which is why we've got it. <laughs> and toilet training apparently <laughs> so yeah it's it's basically really just to be used in emergencies because I feel we're going to be spending the first year of our van life in the UK and toilets 
public toilets aren't going to be that far away. So it's not it's not too much of an effort for us to go and drive to the toilets. Um, and yeah, as I said, it's just for emergencies and we haven't had to use it yet. How have you found the electricity side of the van? Is that working okay for you at the moment? Yeah, uh, we haven't had any issues. Touch wood. <laughs> it drains a lot faster than I'd like. But again, I think it might be down to us still working out how to live in the fan, the van efficiently. But yeah, so we both had no experience in electrics or learning how to wire anything, really. And we learned everything off YouTube. Um, there was a particular video by Greg Virgo, who really sort of like nailed it for me and helped me to get my head around it. And then I thought I would just put a video together. Obviously, I documented the whole conversion. I wanted to put a video together in my own way to explain it in what I thought were potentially simpler terms. And yeah, we've had a lot of good feedback. And yeah, so we wired the lights, the fridge, uh, the tap. It's all 12 volt. We've got no 240 volt. What else have we wired? Um, chargers. Yeah, 12 volt charger. And it's all it all works absolutely fine. The fan. So yeah, I like to think we've done a good job. I am... Um absolutely in awe of you guys like you've worked so hard how did you find the process what design did you follow and also how did you find working together as a couple um we didn't really have like everything mapped out to start with and like our dimensions anything like that it was pretty much just do it as we go Yeah, so like the main thing that we worked around was our bed because we knew that we wanted that super king. We went by that and then we would add like the kitchen. Literally, the amount of times we changed our layout because we didn't really know what we were doing. And we were just like, oh, this seems (laughs) to fit here. We'll do this. Yeah. (laughs) Initially, sort of was looking on Instagram for potential design ideas. And we came across one that looked pretty simple. The L-shaped kitchen and the bed with overhead storage and seats in between the kitchen and bed and that's exactly what we've gone for it it seems like a common design but it just works it's worked for us so far was there anything is there anything you would change no actually it like for us it has been working really well and also one of the main things is well we knew that we wanted seating along with our bed but we also wanted like a partly fixed bed because yeah. we really did not want to like put everything away every day. <laughs> so you see some people have maybe uh, seating at the back of the van either side and then they've got to sort of fix a table into place and then get all the cushions out and make their bed up and that's quite time consuming and that's not us. We just want to fall into bed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how about working as a couple? So we did complement each other working together. I would pretty much do all like the measuring of everything and then Callum would do the cutting. <laughs> you know, we had our own little jobs and I must say we did have a few arguments on the way as well. <laughs> to be expected, to be expected. Yeah, especially when we're both not used to doing it and, you know, we both did have different ideas and sometimes never really understood each other's like ideas and processes had little arguments about that just trying to figure it out together yeah but we'd obviously we'd always be talking we'd always be communicating and I would definitely say though that it's a a 50-50 effort yeah definitely what was your favorite part of the van conversion process my favorite part is like 
coming near the end when we start to like add all the finishing touches and it starts to look all nice and homely the tiles in the kitchen and curtains and then like the seating area the fabric that we chose putting up some like feather bunting and fairy lights just basically like making it really homely that was my favorite little thing just little finishing touches for me it was probably getting my head around the electrics seeing it work <laughs> and it's a it's a it's, it's definitely a sense of achievement when you've got no real practical spit skills in that area and then you just do it and then it just works how do you feel now it's all done so grateful i feel like it's been such a long time coming don't you it has yeah like yeah over a year in the making and now it's all put together and it's just so homely and it just feels so nice to have it all finished. I feel like we've been waiting for so long to just get out and go and just live in it because obviously now we live in it full time. It's just such a, I suppose it's a sense of relief. Yeah. <laughs> We're very happy, very happy. You have just moved into your van full time. So congratulations, firstly. <laughs> Cheers. <Thank you. laughs> what gave you that push to decide to go full time? We sort of was thinking about this before and we can't pin it down to a certain point but I always look back at our trip in was it last year or the year before just year before I think it's so confusing with the whole last year of Covid but okay. yeah so we went to we went to sort of like Vietnam for a 17 day holiday where we sort of toured the country from south to north and the traveling way of life and just the experiences and the fun we had it just makes you question what 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 are you doing working all the time <laughs> and yeah when you when you question yourself i suppose it just that potentially led to us thinking why don't we just try and make full time living in the van a thing why don't we just go for it because initially when we bought the van we were thinking for holidays and weekends and just thinking life's too short let's just go for it yeah and then obviously yeah lockdown happened and yeah it was like during lockdown that we made the decision that we were going to live in it full time I suppose it was obviously just a hard time for everyone and we were just like let's go live our lives yeah because we so right towards the end of the trip is when the world started going into lockdown so this was the beginning of March end of Feb beginning of March when we came back from that trip and we went from happy carefree loving life to straight back into work and it was so busy for me in particular I think and I was just nah this isn't for me <laughs> and obviously you were working from home as well and that was difficult I as much as the idea of working from home to a lot of people is probably fun I much prefer interacting with people and talking and just talking with people and just being able to turn around and say hi to someone and work from home all the time. It wasn't a fun time. So yeah, I think there was a lot of things that contributed to us making the decision to move in full time. When we went into lockdown, I was on furlough. So I was just at home. Um, originally, I worked in retail and I decided that I would open an Etsy shop. I started doing macrame and I really enjoyed that. So, which is like a it's like a rope art, if you didn't know, because I had no idea what macrame <laughs> was. I feel like a lot of people don't know what macrame is. <laughs> so yeah, I started doing that, and I was also making like 
heat pads which also if you don't know what that is it's like made of fabric and then filled with wheat and you put it in the microwave and then it's used for like um either warmth or like sore neck or tummy for like comforting so yeah I started making a few little products and opened an Etsy shop and that was last May so actually yeah the little business has been going for a year now and since then it is just grown and grown yeah I've been making like a full-time wage from it which is amazing and that's also like another thing because we were like oh wow we can go traveling because I can yeah continue to make products on the road so like some of the like wheat bags um I can't do like sewing on the road so that's actually like based at my mum's so moved everything to my mum's changed her spare room into like a little business room and so every now and then we'll just go back every couple months or so whenever we need to make like some stock and my mum will just send them in the post which is great yeah so we'll just spend like a week working on the business just like smashing out as much stock as possible and then yeah your mum posts for us and then we give her a little little commission for every every order that she sends out so yeah, I was on furlough and then I actually got made redundant New Year's Eve it was. So that was me gone from my job. And then Callum was left in his job for a while. Yeah, so I worked as a marketing executive in the financial services industry. I was there for about four and a half years. The company was offering redundancy to people, but I weren't able to get it as they sort of needed my job. It was not necessarily letting the person go it was whether or not they needed the job and they need because they needed my job they couldn't offer me redundancy so I ended up just quitting you know in the middle of a, a global pandemic <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so that was the end of February so we sort of had two months where we were just at home getting the van ready to move into full-time and here we are and we are not just in addition to all of this we're fortunate enough to have owned our own we own our own house so we now currently rent that out so that sort of provides us even more financial security it covers all of our bills and and our insurances and then the money we get from the business pays for food and fuel and then any sort of activities we want to do on the road and this is what we're doing in the Lake District now it's so nice isn't it when something just just works out and just goes from strength to strength that's so cool um how long have you guys been in your van for now oh so we've been like traveling in our van so first stop the lake district since the 13th of may it's yeah. may now yeah. <laughs> 13th of may but before that we started living in the van was it like three weeks before that yeah maybe the middle of april obviously because well we've got a cat called rosie and she's very much a homebound cat and we because we're taking a full time in the van with us we sort of needed to get a use of the van so we started living sleeping in the van on our drive for a week and then we lived in the van in Yeovil for I'd say about two weeks yeah. and now we've been here in the Lake District for about two weeks so you know just over a month we've been living in the van full-time now. You're at the very beginning of this um, new stage in your life how has it been for you guys? It's been great actually it just feels like so right like (laughs) (laughs) it is amazing like every day 
we're just like this is our life now like this is our life and it's such a good feeling it's just amazing yeah we've been like yeah traveling for like two weeks now and the best thing about it is that it's not a holiday that's going to end yeah like we don't have to go back <laughs> so after after we've so we're spending a month in the lake district and then after that we're just going to go to Yeovil spend some time in the business a week and then we're just going to go to Cornwall for the summer and that's our life <laughs> so how are, how are you finding it up in the lake district um it's lovely like we really like going outside in nature we've gone on like lots of hikes we've climbed a couple mountains so like we're more than happy just to go outside and enjoy the nature which there's obviously loads of that here like going to the different lakes waterfalls and caves and yeah we've climbed we've climbed Scaffold Pike and we're also going to do Helvellyn and we're visiting like all 16 lakes so and it's, it's quite a slow tour isn't it we're, we're in no rush to do anything it's just as and when and and then we're thinking next week as the weather's looking a bit nice because previously it's been raining quite heavily off and on but yeah we're going to start booking in canoe trips and quad bike adventures and archery and sh- clay pigeon shooting so we're going to get started in all of that what are your plans for cornwall then do you have anything planned out yet we've only really got like one plan at the moment which is that we know we're gonna learn to surf <laughs> so we're gonna spend like maybe like a week or so on the beaches just surfing and also um my sister and her boyfriend and his family are going to go for a little holiday in Cornwall mid-June. So we're actually going to meet them there. So that'll be nice. But otherwise, um, we haven't really planned it out properly. No. We're pretty much just going to go chill out, enjoy the sun. <laughs> I've got a friend and his girlfriend who live in Cornwall. So we're going to meet them and we're going to try and persuade them to come travel with us for a bit. And then we know of some other another van life couple who are currently working on a campsite for the summer so we're going to try and meet up with them and go surfing all I want to do really is just go surfing around all the beaches do you feel your life has just suddenly turned around and you're living in a dream like how does it feel with such big changes um so yeah I'd say absolutely it feels like we're living in a dream (laughs) it is amazing um and obviously it's just the start of it I don't know I can't quite get my head around it for a minute but you know we're going to be doing this for well however long we want basically pretty much every day when we're doing something cool I just sort of like reflect and think this is our life and it's just it just sort of like blows your mind a little bit you have a cat called Rosie can you tell me a little bit about her she's sleeping right at Tasha's feet right now (laughs) (laughs) Rosie is a domestic short hair she is ginger she is 11 years old Um, Her birthday was actually just two days ago. Um, We've only had her for, yeah, we've had her for two years. We adopted her from Cats Protection. Obviously, when we got her, we didn't realise that we were going to be living in a van in the future. So we didn't really take that into consideration when we got a cat. So obviously, this is all new to her as well. But I must say, like, over the last few weeks, she is adapting really well she's a very nervous cat so she doesn't like other animals and people (laughs) she hates children (laughs) hates children (laughs) so it has been a bit difficult with the traveling she tends to stay on the bed and 
we basically just part our pillows and then she like nestles herself between them. Mm-hmm. She's very safe on the bed and that's like the perfect position for her to be. Like she's not going anywhere. We have also made underneath the bed a little hidey hole for her. So it's got like a square cut out where she can just go sit in there. It's got like blankets and pillows and it's just like a little safe space for her. She does use that. She didn't at first. She would just stay on the bed. But we've noticed since we've been in the van a lot more, I think she just wants a little bit of space away from us as well. <laughs> we've also bought her a cool mat recently. I think they're filled with like a gel. So if it does get too hot in the van, I would say her hidey hole space is the coolest part in the van. So if she ever gets too warm during the day whilst we're out, she can just go in there. And we also can like open the fan too. We have a spray called, I believe it's called Fellway. Fellyway. Fellyway. So that helps with her nerves. So we'll just spray that just before we're about to go on a drive. And we've also got some calming gel that we put on the back of her neck. And we've also got, (laughs) so we've had funny looks with this, but we've got her a lead and a cat harness. So we actually take our cat for walks (laughs) and we take her out, not not on lay-bys or anything, but when we're sort of parked up in the woods, we'll go where it's very quiet. And then, so initially when we first put her on the lead, she absolutely hated it. And she even managed to get Mm -hmm. off Luckily, she would come back to the van, but it was not a nice time when she was um, just out on her own, especially when we were in Yeovil in the residential area and she wasn't used to that place. Yeah, over time, she is getting used to the lead. On top of all of that, we've got a, a GPS tracker. It's called the WeNect tracker. And idea. it's a little GPS tracker that sits on her collar that connects to your phone. It basically pings where she is and you can set mm-hmm. things like geo fences so if she goes out a certain area it will like vibrate if she's in some bush there's a, a little feature where you can call the tracker and it's like a little tone so you can like hear where she is it's uh that's definitely helps with our peace of mind i would say yeah definitely we knew the first couple of weeks even the first couple of months were going to be tough but yeah definitely surprised at how quickly she's adapted <laughs> which just helps with the whole peace of mind thing and just makes yeah our lives less stressful because yeah in the beginning it wasn't it wasn't great traveling with her one thing what we can talk about with rosie again traveling with her obviously she's used to going to toilet in our in our back garden and then we would do that but she has a, an open litter tray in the van and she tends to do it in the early hours of the morning i've found that quite hard as well because when you get woken up by a thick wall of smell it is not the nicest thing in the world and fortunately for me Tasha's agreed that's going to be one of her van jobs I've got my van jobs and this is going to be one of Tasha's van jobs <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning uh, every other day <laughs> that that's hard that kills me but you know we love her so there's nothing worse than being woken up before you want to wake up and I can't think of a, a worse alarm clock what are your plans then for the future So we're going to be traveling the UK this year. And then when it starts getting cold, the idea is just to move to Southern Europe and just sort of explore Spain and Portugal, going slowly through France. And then the dream, I guess, would be to visit every country in Europe. Yeah. And we also want to do a lot more of the UK. So like a lot of people miss that out. I suppose if they're just doing it short term, they go, you know, straight to the Europe, warmer countries. (laughs) So yeah, I wanted to spend like an entire month in the Lake District. We wanted to spend an entire month in the Lake District. And then we want to spend our entire summer in Cornwall. 
And then I went to uni in Wales, but I haven't explored anywhere near as much as I want. And then I think we're going to need like at least two months to do Scotland. And then again, at least two to do Ireland and Northern Ireland. There is so much more in the UK we kind of want to do. But I think that's going to be next year now, Scotland and Ireland and Wales Yeah, in the summer months. And then, yeah, when it gets cold, just head into Europe and then take all the countries in Europe. And we're fortunate enough that we can slow travel. Now is the time to take our time and just enjoy life, enjoy life for a bit. Absolutely. Oh, that just sounds, I'm so excited for you guys, honestly. Um, that just all sounds so beautiful and amazing. Where can people follow you on social media and all that kind of thing? So we've got Instagram. That'll be at Callum and Tash. We also do YouTube, which is Callum and Tash. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> just just Instagram and YouTube. We dabble. Like YouTube for me is a bit of a hobby that I would like to just continue to yeah make make videos of our life. Guys, thank you so much for this. I really needed this conversation today because... I've been so busy recently. I've hardly been out in my van and I haven't really been able to enjoy it. And hearing you guys talking has just made me just want to jump into my van and just drive to Scotland or something. <laughs> I just wish you all the best for the future and I hope you have lots of exciting adventures ahead of you. Thank you very much. It's been lovely talking to you. Yeah, thank you. It's been great fun. Thanks for listening to She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast. You can find She's at the Wheel on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to write to me, it's she's at the wheel at gmail.com. If you have a spare minute, please rate She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast five stars on iTunes as this helps other people find this podcast. See you next episode. I've got to go. Sorry.